I'm Gabby, and this is another episode of No Filter with Kobo. Today, we'll talk about a very interesting trend in the cosmetic market that's gaining attention of customers and consumers, waterless beauty. Projections indicate that by 2050, world population will be close to 10 million people, and by then, the demand for water will exceed the supply. Water will become the new luxury, and consumers of cosmetic products are increasingly aware of this reality. The global waterless cosmetic market is projected to have an average cumulative growth of 10.5% for the period between 2021 and 2027. To discuss today's topic, we are receiving Samantha, account manager at Kobo. Hi, Samantha. Welcome to your first podcast episode. Hey, Gabby. Thanks so much for having me come on board. I'm happy to be here. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself to our audience? Sure. Um, I'm based in Queens, New York, and I studied chemistry in college. And then after I graduated, I went on to become a skincare formulator at a contract manufacturer. And then recently, this past May, I joined the Kobo sales team as an account manager. Yes, we're happy to have you. <laughs> yes, love it here. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So about waterless beauty. Usually in this podcast, I like to start with the basics since we may have uh, new listeners. So can you tell us what waterless beauty means? Yeah, so basically the definition is in the name. It's a formula without water, um, yep. but there are many types of waterless formulas like a lipstick is a waterless formula, um, oil cleansers, and then there are solid products like tablets or bars like shampoo bars and conditioner bars and bar soap. And uh, there's also powder products like makeup, dry shampoo and powder cleansers. Yeah, I think that's a good start and kind of an overview. And obviously there are you know, so many different formula types, as you uh, mentioned, that could be done without uh, water. And I know that Kobo's App Labs made, uh, you know, a few formulas that could fit into this trend. Can you give a few examples of those? Yeah, sure. Um, these are actually some of my personal favorite, too. <laughs> um, there's one that actually... Um, is highlighted in the podcast that just came out before this one. It's the formula of the month of November, 2022. It's the natural instant hair building fiber spray. So it's a powder spray that is pigmented to cover up any scalp patches and builds volume to hair. And, you know, like I said, it's all powder. So there's no water in it. There's also our foundation tablet. This product is so fun to use because it's totally customizable. Um, you're basically formulating from your own home because you add water to the tablet and you mix it up yourself. You could dictate how much water you'd like to add depending on the amount of coverage you'd like to achieve. And it's super easy to travel with too. Instead of bringing an entire bottle of foundation, you just bring a little tablet and mix with whatever water you have. And then we also offer um, a shampoo and body cleansing bar. So it's like a two-in-one waterless bar that I like to say it's like a glorified bar soap because it's good for <laughs> your hair and skin. It's just bar soap, but packed with moisturizing and cleansing ingredients. 
And also with these bars, um, a little goes a long way because it's potent and there's so there's not a lot of waste. I really like those formulas. I would say that between those, my favorite is the foundation tablet because it's so yeah. innovative. And as you mentioned, it's very fun, you know, very fun to use. Mm -hmm. When I looked at the video that Kobo has on social media uh, of that of that formula specifically, it really looks very, very fun. And for our audience, if you haven't seen that video, I'm going to link uh, to the description of the episode. So please go check it out. And if I may add kind of onto the, the formulas that you mentioned, I want to give to you and to our audience mm -hmm. a little hint on what Kobo's App Lab in Brazil is uh, working on and hopefully should be available very soon. They are developing a new waterless powder soap that certainly fits the trend. It is in powder form, so no water. It features our magnesium sulfate anhydrous, which is a raw material that in contact with water generates heat. So it is so perfect for winter time. You know, it's really easy to use, to carry uh, with you and keep your hands and face, even face clean, but also warm. It's so good to use. <laughs> uh, yeah. can have it to have it available, yeah. I know, me neither. I can't wait to try it. I love, um, you know, powder cleansers because it's just super easy on the go. Yeah, for sure. Well, moving away a little bit on the formulas and talking about waterless uh, overall, I think one of the reasons that this is a big trend and we have seen, you know, consumers and brands uh, developing new products on this, it is because it's supposedly to be more sustainable. Do you think that's true? Hmm. I Yes and no. There's many factors to this answer. Um, you know, the formulas eliminate water as a solvent in the formula. So yes, you're saving water, but you also have to take into account that it doesn't eliminate water in the production and in the formulating process. Usually when these products are mass produced, unless it's a cold process, the kettles will use a heating jacket that pumps water throughout to heat and cool the bulk inside of the kettle. And then when you're formulating, most of the time, chemists will use hot water baths to evenly heat a hot pour product like a lipstick or a bar. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's also the water that goes into cleaning and everything. So, you know, you are eliminating it in the formula, but it's not eliminating it completely. So it'll help the environment by reducing some of the water used. Um, also with waterless products, they can last longer because of their potency or they have a longer shelf life, which will help with waste. So in that case, you know, it is a little bit more sustainable, but I think the biggest take home with waterless beauty is the packaging. With waterless products like a bar or a tablet or a powder, it's a lot easier to use minimal packaging or biodegradable materials or cardboard, for example. You don't have to use a lot of plastics or pumps or springs, all the intricate mechanics that go into packaging with liquid products, you don't have to use those waterless. But you know, the whole supply chain of a product from start to finish affects sustainability. Even if a product has sustainable packaging and it's waterless, it starts from 
sourcing of raw materials to the supplier, to the manufacturer, to the brand and so on. So it's a little hard to say, but I think it's definitely a good step forward in that direction. You know, that's a very interesting point of view. And I completely agree with you. You know, it's not easy or simple to be sustainable, to have a sustainable product. Uh, we just had, uh, not just, but we had an episode this year to, just to discuss sustainability is number 14. is actually one of the most uh, listened episodes of the year. And we did mention, you know, the number of layers that you need to check, evaluate and work on to actually achieve, uh, you know, the sustainable goals uh, of a company or of a brand. So definitely not easy and very complex, but as you mentioned, a step forward. So. I agree with you. There is another thing that I would like to hear your opinion on, because when I did my research for this episode, I noticed that some of the waterless products, they do not have preservatives on their formula. Can you tell our audience if they are needed in the waterless formulations? Yeah, so necessarily, no, it's not needed. Without the presence of water in a formula, there's not as much of a risk for mold or bacteria growth, and the product will be able to pass, you know, micro testing and all of that. But in my opinion, I think it's always important to add preservatives to a product, no matter what, just because a product will always be introduced to moisture, like a shampoo bar in the shower, or lipstick to lips, or a tablet or powder that you have to mix with your own water that's not preserved. So, you know, it's technically no, but my opinion is it's better to be safe than sorry sometimes. Yeah, for sure. I would say it also depends on the formula, you know, the packaging, the way it's applied. Right. So not that simple, Definitely. right? Yeah. Yeah, but I agree that if you're gonna leave, you know, the shampoo shampoo bar into the shower, uh, it's good to guarantee that you're gonna have not gonna have like some mold after a few weeks of using it, which will definitely you know ruin the whole experience of using a product like this for sure. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we don't want that happening. <laughs> no, definitely not. And since I mentioned customer experience, I actually this remembered um, is something that we don't see many people discussing, but it is important I think to bring it up since we have you know, people from all over the world listening to us. Do you think waterless beauty is accessible to everyone in the world? Like the experience of using a waterless bar, for example, would it be the same for everyone regardless of where you are? Yeah, thanks Gabby for this question because this is something that I always think about too. Um, you know, in Hydra's formulas in the industry, we use deionized water, um, but users from different countries, from different states, from different counties will have different water sources. So a consumer from New York City and another consumer from New York or a consumer from Brazil, where you are, Gabby, mixes yeah. water from their own water to an anhydrous tablet, for example. They could have different results based on the water they use because tap water, filtered water, bottled water, you know, an example like that, they'll have different hardness, different pH levels, you know, that can affect many things. Um, so it's, it's tricky because 
I'm lucky here in New York City, we have really great drinking tap water. I wouldn't feel scared to use it in a waterless product when I have to mix my own tap water, but someone else might want to use bottled water or bottled water or filtered water or something like that. So I, but I think that's also what kind of makes it unique because it kind of makes it a little bit personal too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it depends how you look at it. <laughs> Yeah, that's a really nice uh, point of view and something to think about, you know, for formulators out there that are formulating like in global companies, you need Mm -hmm. to take that into consideration for sure. Right. Now I'm going to move to our last question. Uh, Again, when I was researching for this episode, I saw an article at Cosmetics and Toiletries from John Jimenez at and he said that powder and anhydrous are the new black, basically meaning that, you know, this is the new trend. This is kind of the future. Would you agree with that? I totally agree with this because we're seeing brands emerging that are completely devoted to this concept of waterless beauty or only bars, um, which I think is really, really unique. So if brands are starting it, that's what's going to start this trend. There's also tons of brands now that are devoting themselves to sustainable products. So if they're devoting themselves to sustainable products, a lot of them are interested in this waterless beauty trend. So I think in that case, it's not going to go anywhere. But also, I think that they're pretty practical as well. So I think that once more people get on board with it, I don't know how we can even look back because, you know, think about bar soap. That's been around for centuries, you know, and now we're innovating bar soap to be used not just to clean our bodies, but to condition our bodies or add actives to use it on face, hair, skin, which is so awesome. It's so easy to use and on the go for traveling because think about, you know, all the different things that you have to bring when you're traveling. You have to bring a shampoo, a conditioner, a body wash, a face wash. You know, if you have a bar soap that could just do everything, that is amazing. Um, You know, and it's also really cool because usually when there's no water, it's not as diluted. So, you know, products are a little bit more potent so they could last a little bit longer and then another thing with the foundation tablet is that it can be customized, it's interactive, it's fun to use, and users feel connected and involved in the process. So I think all these factors are going to contribute to this movement, and it's going to just you know, perpetuate the longevity of this concept. Yeah, for sure. I think you said it all. I don't have, don't have anything uh, actually else to add. It was the perfect ending to the episode. I really, you know, thank you so much for participating and sharing your thoughts on this. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. That's good. We're going to ask you again for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would love it. <laughs> thank you. And thank you for listening to us. If you want to know more about this topic and the formulas we discussed, please check the description of the episode. This podcast has been created by the content team at Kobo Products Inc., a raw material cosmetic manufacturer and distributor specializing in treated pigments and dispersions. To not miss any new episodes, be sure to follow us on Spotify or the platform of your choice. See you next time.